0: Hey, welcome to another mile post here on the V Twin Life. The V Twin Life is brought to you by a few great companies, one being Crash In Clothing. You can find them out of Oregon. Great company specializing in clothes, doing work on bikes now. You can check them out at crashinclothing.com. They got a lot of great stuff. Hey, head on over there. Maybe they got something you like. And we can't forget Wild Ass. You like pounding miles? You like riding? You want to be in comfort? Hey, maybe strap a wild ass under your ass and ride with an air cushion and be comfortable for hours. And can't forget Custom Dynamics, leading the industry in lighting LED technology. Man, these guys got some great stuff. So head on over to Custom Dynamics and check it out. Now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another Sunday here in the V-Twin Life. We got... A good friend that I'm honored been made you know, we became pretty good friends on some riding together. This guy riding I mean Frank, everybody knows Frank. Mr. Watch Out Forest does a lot of riding. He's always posting some great pictures and tell you what, when you go riding with this guy and it's comical to see him the way I mean we're going through corners. I remember in Monsters Over Mountains. Frank's landing off the side of his bike, he's snapping pictures and you know, does a lot of photography stuff for his hawk chapter and just an amazing guy, a great friend and a guy that just absolutely loves riding, so let's uh let's bring frank into it what is going on buddy hey just having
1: fun uh it's been about what eight months or so before since we talked about doing this so it's about time i'm on here
0: i think it's been longer than that but yeah yeah Yeah. it's
1: been a while (laughs) yeah i was kind of nervous to do this but you know we've been chatting it up here so here we are
0: well it's it's a lot of fun in a way you know it's almost kind of like you're face-to-face. I mean, granted, we're not sitting across, you know, the table or sitting around a fire somewhere enjoying it, but in a way, you can be face-to-face through, you know, the great technology that we have now through the old interwebs, and
1: it's a lot of fun. That's right. Enjoying a cup of decaf coffee for my uh, neurologist orders, so cheers.
0: There we go. There we go. That, I got the old 10-barrel for right now, but yeah,
1: yeah, coffee <laughs> at work, too. I
0: like coffee in the mornings.
1: Yeah. Well, people ask me with decaf, you know, what's the point? But, you know, you still got to have something warm. You got to, you know, enjoy the flavor some days. So
0: I still got to have coffee. I mean, coffee is coffee. I mean, granted, decaf's not quite the same. But, you know, when a guy likes coffee, you like the flavor of it. And that's just, that's what you want. It's just a habit. Just keep something there. Yeah.
1: So I used to drink tons of regular coffee, tons of soda. But, you know, just keep the, keep the tradition going.
0: There you go. So let's uh, kind of dive into this how I like to with a lot of people. So. Where did motorcycles come to life, Frank? Where did you find life on two wheels?
1: Well, that's a, a kind of a strange question. I, I wasn't really around motorcycles much when I grew up. My dad, I don't even remember when it was. I might have been 10 or 12 years old. My dad bought a, a old Honda 90. It was red, I remember. I think it might have been a CL90 or something like that. I know it had the little, like a girl's bike, little crossbar in the middle. Um, that was my motorcycle experience when I was younger. I'm not... I was never around dirt bikes. I uh, didn't do a lot of riding. I remember, um, I remember staying home sick from school and then sneaking out, you know, sick and doing figure eights in the half acre in our backyard. <laughs> so that was it. That was my riding experience in my in my early years. Um, when I turned eighteen, I think I bought my first road bike. It was a Kawasaki KZ250 LTD. I don't know why I remember that. It was never a, a long-term bike. It was, I had, think I had it two summers, but uh, I rode that thing off the lot with no experience whatsoever. I had no idea how to turn the thing in a, in a corner. I had no idea about um, counter steering. The first time I, I tried to turn on the highway at a, on a corner, I was like, holy crap, I'm going the wrong way. You know. So I learned I never took a class or anything um, to be able to, to get a license on that thing, I had to borrow a friend's Honda 750 because um, I, I wanted at that point in Washington state, you had two different classes or three different classifications of, of license for motorcycle one was up to 100 CC, yeah. then up to a 500. And then if you if you took your test on something over a 500, then you got an unlimited, you could ride anything. So I didn't want to take a test on a 250. I took a test on the 750 and, and I was able to write anything. So
0: yeah, so, I remember right, you had the M1, the M2, and the M3, it was all motorcycles. That's right. So yeah.
1: I ended up with the M3, uh, luckily. Um, the first time I took my motorcycle test on that bike, I, you had to do a quick stop. And I put too much front brake. There was a couple of pieces of gravel there, and down I went. And if you go down on the test, you fail, you know, you're done. So, yeah, that was my, uh, my uh, walk of shame was leaving the parking lot of that testing place facility for the D.O.T. But I didn't give up. I went back and passed it and rode that bike um, until I moved to New York Um, back in my I think I was 19. I went for a job with a church that I belonged to. Um, Moved to New York and didn't want to take my bike with me. wasn't crazy enough at that point to try to ride a motorcycle in New York. I lived about 10 minutes outside of New York City line uh, on Long Island on what was laughingly, not really laughingly, but seriously called the world's largest parking lot, which is the Long Island Expressway. Um, When I moved to New York, I sold that bike to my brother, so he took it over. Uh, Spent five years in New York. Um, After coming back to Washington from New York, I. Um, so when I came back from New York, I, I had our, we had our first child in New York. So, um, when we came back to Washington, my wife and I, um, the family kind of took over and motorcycles wasn't really a part of it until my next door neighbor, a few years later, wanted to sell a Honda 450. And I think he wanted 500 bucks for it. So I bought this Honda 450 and rode that. What's weird is I don't remember getting rid of that bike. Honestly, I have no idea what happened to that bike. I don't know where it is now. I don't um, I rode it for, I don't know, one, two, three years. I can't even tell you right now. But again, my wife wasn't real fond of the idea of me riding. I would take our, what, six-year-old son on it occasionally, just around the parking lot, you know, or the, the alley up and down, and she didn't want anything to do with that. So um, the bike kind of went away for 24 years I had nothing to do with motorcycles for 24 years then in 2017 I started getting the itch again and I decided finally well let me back up a little bit I have a brother in Winston Salem North Carolina he is the managing partner of smoke and Harley Davidson so for years I've always had Harley stuff Christmas's birthday all of that, I would get Harley t-shirts, Harley hats. So I always fit the part of a Harley guy. So um, I decided in 2017 that I was going to fly back to Winston-Salem and buy a bike for my brother. And then ride it home. You know, 24 years off a of motorcycle, I was going to ride 2,600 miles home on a bike that I'd never never been on before. Sounded like a good idea anyway.
0: Heck yeah. But
1: the day I decided I was going to buy the plane ticket, I had lunch with my dad here in, in Yakima I live in, in Central Washington um what am I five hours away from you four and a half hours away from you maybe yeah right around there yeah so my dad and I are at lunch and I get a phone call and it's my son who was using my car he's like hey dad is it is it normal when I put the car in, in gear that nothing happens it's like what do you mean it's like, <laughs> oh, drive and park nothing's or drive in reverse nothing's happening so long story short is the transmission was done in that car and my motorcycle down payment and my whole, whole financial um, resources at that time went to buying a new car i didn't want to rebuild it was a i think a 96 ford Taurus or something like that it wasn't much of a car to begin with but i, I needed transportation and so the motorcycle budget was gone um what was that that was like march of 17 and then August of 17, I get notification that my brother in North Carolina and my brother here in in Yakima, he lived in Sela at the time, were going together and buying me a motorcycle. And they wanted to know what I wanted. It's like, what do you mean you're getting me a motorcycle? It's like, yeah, just don't worry about it. Just tell us what what kind of riding do you want to do? It's like, well, I just want to go back and forth to work. And um, we live about two hours from a town here called Leavenworth. Uh, Denver, you're familiar with Leavenworth. Oh yes, Leavenworth is a, a Bavarian-style village um, in the Cascade Mountains. Um, it's a really cool town, but the ride to Leavenworth goes over Blewett Pass, and Blewett Pass is full of twisties. And um, when I I've driven it many, 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 many times, and I've always thought, hey, this would be fun on a motorcycle. And I mentioned to my brothers, you know, I might go to Leavenworth on it. Um, I might do a little bit of highway riding you never know so they got me a 2009 uh sportster xl 883 custom which was perfect for me i thought it was the perfect bike for what i asked for it came september of 2017 it cost me 200 dollars to get it put in my name and licensed and that was it that was my entire expense to get that motorcycle which was awesome. Thank you, my brothers, you know, Ray Perry smoking Harley Davidson, uh, Paul Orlando here in, in Yakima now. Um, it's amazing. Uh, couldn't believe that they really actually loved me because I was the, the younger, obnoxious little brother that they couldn't stand when we were kids. So. <laughs> but yeah, that Sportster um, changed my life, you could put it. My wife still kind of resents the fact that they, they did that for me. Um, in September, when I got that bike, um I rode it constantly. I rode it all through the winter um with no no heated gear. We had a mild enough winter that I was pretty much able to ride. I think there might have been a two week stint where I, I couldn't ride at all because of snow on the road or ice. But I put like five thousand miles on it um in the six months before I actually purchased a road game. I realized um that I was riding way too much. Um, three four five hundred mile days on it uh on occasion and it's like hey i need something a little more comfortable so the harley dealership here in town had a a 2012 road king uh, classic that i fell in love with immediately and bought um i actually cashed out some money out of my my ira to to just pay for that thing so i wouldn't have to finance it and the road king and i became inseparable Um, we went everywhere. I'm not one of those guys that's, I don't name my bikes. Um, I. It's a means to an end type thing for me, but I loved that bike. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> right after buying it, um, that was April of 2018. Um, I planned my first trip to Sturgis on that. A buddy of mine and I were, were planning on or he was planning on going to sturgis and i was like well i've got one extra vacation day so i'll meet you there um i'll leave on friday meet you on saturday and come home on sunday so uh, people here in my hog chapter which i joined hog um, right after i bought that because the the dealership paid for my my membership with hog and um the the local chapter was only like 15 bucks or something like that so i joined hog at the same time but um that trip to sturgis my hog Um, brothers and sisters, well, a couple of people in particular, is like, that's impossible. You can't do that in a day. It's like, well, yeah, I've researched it. There's an association called Iron Butt Association. People do that all the time. So I left Yakima on Friday morning, uh, rode 1,017 or something like that miles, uh, found a hotel in Gillette, Wyoming, uh, which is 113 or 117 miles from Sturgis. So I did the Iron Butt, uh, my first of many Iron Butts. Uh, to Gillette and met my friend in Sturgis the next morning, rode around with him all day, went back to the hotel in Gillette Saturday night and rode home Sunday. I was gone, <laughs> what, I think 56 hours or something like that. And I rode 2,800 miles. <laughs> so so that began my love for long distance riding that
0: I, Well, that I you know, just knocks off a couple more questions I already had planned to get into. So just, just keep taking my notes, Frank. Okay.
1: Well, what else do you want to know? What else is on your, on your
0: notes? No, no, this is great. No. Cause you know, that's kind of was a, you know, where I wanted to lead into it's like, you know, kind of where do you find the passion for long distance and, and kind of what got you tuned into, you know, the IBA. So no, this is awesome, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The iron butt associate, you know, I just, I, what's funny is, um, Before I got my Sportster, my wife and I took a a car trip. We went to, um, (laughs) we did, I think it was 28 states. Um, We were going to visit my brother. Um, We ended up in, um, shoot, all over the the eastern seaboard. We ended up in in Winston-Salem, drove to Orlando. We went to Disney World and then, my brother, or I'm sorry, um, then we we went down to the Grand Canyon and then home. So I think we were 7,200 miles or something like that in the car trip. But while we were in um, North Carolina visiting my brother, my brother already had the idea of giving me the bike and he kind of wanted to test me to see if he thought I could handle a motorcycle. So he wanted to take me out for a ride. Um, He being the dealer principal of the harley dealership he could just take any bike he wanted home so he had this street glide cbo that he was riding at that time Um, and his personal bike was i think it was a 99 fat boy beautiful bike but he had me ride his fat boy and he took me out on these back country roads through through north carolina through the winston-salem area and again i had not been on a motorcycle in 24 years that was the first motorcycle ride that i had been on in 24 years and I was freaked out by it. I was scared. I, I, again, forgotten about counter steering and I could turn right. Okay. But my left turns were, were sucky and he didn't realize it, that I was like nervous the entire ride. We were, you know, 50, 55 mile an hour corners and stuff. And the whole time I was freaking out. When we finished that ride, he must've realized that, or he must've, I must've passed his test. Let's put it that way, because he ended up, um, buying me the motorcycle later, but um, I told my wife that night, um, I don't know if I want this. I don't know if I can do this. This kind of scared me. So cut to what, two months, three months later when the bike showed up and then you know, everything changed because I, I got right back into it. But uh, yeah, that I wasn't sure if, if I really wanted to do that or not. I, I can remember that feeling of, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> so, but The fat boy was kind of a fun, I've, I've ridden a couple, well, one fat boy, I almost bought a fat boy when I was looking at the road King, but um, yeah, the fat boy doesn't scare me anymore, but anyway,
0: so that's what you went from the Sportster to a fat boy, then a road King.
1: Well, I rode my brother's fat boy.
0: Okay. Just on a, I don't know.
1: We might've gone 40 miles
0: Mm -hmm.
1: again. I think he was just testing me to see if, if I would pass his um, safety test to see if, would buy me the bike right because he he and my other brother were were probably at that point already talking about doing this for me it was a surprise to me i didn't know about i didn't know about it until i think two weeks before they shipped the bike from north carolina so and then it took five weeks for the bike to arrive so it was about jesus yeah but my bike came from uh, my brother's dealership
0: in north carolina it was a trade-in that he had so. Is that now? That's not the one you're on now, is it? That was yeah. That's the sporty that I still have. Oh, okay. The sporty that bike gotcha. is very
1: sentimental to me because it was a gift to me. Um, it'll be handed down to my. I have a 17 year old son, Jacob, that um, now that he's 17, doesn't want to ride with dad, but once he's uh, he he's not in a hurry to get a driver's license either yet. But um, once he gets a license, he has expressed interest in taking over the sporty. So that's Sporty's earmarked for him. But right now I use it as my backup. Or um, I've also told, well, last year, one of my hog chapter guys, um, his ultra was down for about two months. And he used my Sportster for the two months he was down. So I use it. I, you know, It's very sentimental to me, but I've got no investment into it. So I'm, I'm willing to share it with people that need it. So oh,
0: that's so I,
1: cool. Yeah and it's funny because you know big guy little tiny bike he was happy to be to be able to keep riding but he was happy also to get his bike back and not have to ride that thing but
0: you know, no i'm kept, sure
1: it kept him riding so i even offered it to you this is true <laughs> yeah but and you know people wanting to learn to ride motorcycles i offer it to them you know it's a good learning bike it's it's light relatively it's like what is it 600 pounds maybe
0: Damn if maybe.
1: that yeah yeah so um people that um are wanting to get their license but don't have a practice bike i've offered it to them one guy he was the uh service writer at the local harley dealership um had to sell his bike to buy his engagement ring and i told him anytime you want to ride just let me know you can borrow the sportster so he called me up one day <laughs> And he said, you know what? I do have a ride and it's a very special ride. I want to go propose to my wife on a motorcycle or to my fiance. So he came and borrowed the sport. He did the proposal on my bike. So,
0: Hey, that's super cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I rode that, that, um, the road King, the 2012, it had 14,800 miles on it. When I bought it, I bought it with a three year ESP extended service plan from Harley. Um, the month that that extended service plan expired. I'm not a wrench. I don't service anything on my own. In fact, there's a funny story that I'll get to in a second. By changing my own oil on that thing, I stripped out the the oil plug. Okay, I'll tell you that story now. I was on an iron butt to Sturgis. Uh, This was two years ago. Um, And I knew that I had the stripped bolt, but I thought I had it tight enough. Okay, I thought. So on my iron butt, thousand miles from here to Sturgis. I went over Lolo pass, which highway 12 from Orofino, Idaho, basically up to Missoula, Montana is the, you've people, um, have seen the, um, sign. Um, what does it say? Curves for 99 miles or something like that. Yeah, A very famous sign, but Lolo pass is nothing but corners following the, but you know the name of the river, Clearwater River,
0: right? Yeah, the Clearwater was the North Fork on the the north side, (laughs) and I think it's South Fork on the other side.
1: Amazing road, one of the best motorcycle roads around, in my opinion. But I I did Lolo Pass, so all of these corners. I got onto I-90 cruising at 88 miles an hour. I, I usually do seven or eight miles over the speed limit. The speed limit there is 80. So I'm cruising at 88 miles an hour on my cruise and taking a few corners Mm -hmm. there's this one corner that i felt my rear end kind of wiggle a little bit and i'm like what the heck is going on here so i took an exit looked under the bike and there is oil sprayed everywhere under that thing and i looked at my oil plug and it had started backing out all the way so oh "Oh, no what am i going to do here So i put it back in kept going a little bit it did it again i got a little squirrely so i ended up going to a parking lot in laurel montana which is just out just uh what is it just west of billings Um, ended up draining the oil and uh, jb welding that oil plug into (laughs) my oil pan had to wait for the jb weld to dry so it had what according to the instructions i needed four hours or so so i slept um yeah i hope a hay style styled it right there iron butt hotel whatever you want to call it on the sidewalk at that uh, o'reilly's auto parts while the jb Well dried in the morning i filled it up with oil and finished the surges Um, that was like 800 miles into that iron butt so that was one of my i think two iron butt three three iron butt failures that i didn't get to finish but um, I cannot believe that, uh, I didn't lose that oil plug and crash through all of those corners on Bolo pass, you know, that could have been, oh, kept, yeah, but, yeah, but the whole underside was even the sidewalls of the tire were covered with oil. It's like, wow, that could have been bad.
0: You got so lucky.
1: I very, very much so. So back to my original story. Um, I rode that bike, uh, for the three years, um, and when I traded it in for my twenty-one Road King, that bike had ninety-three thousand plus miles on it. So,
0: from Dang. fourteen
1: eight to ninety-three. So yeah, I rode I rode it a fair bit. So, oh yeah. When I joined Hog in two thousand eighteen, uh, I just looked today and um, I have one hundred eighty thousand five hundred sixty-five Hog miles in five
0: years. So that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. Last year was officially 43 plus, but again, I loaned my Sportster out for a couple months and that guy rode it maybe 2000. So I had 41,000 miles last year. I'm no hopper or I'm no Ken Andrews, but, you know, I, I ride, I have fun.
0: Hey, but I mean, that's still, you yeah. know, if you look at the average, you know, a lot of people, especially get online and look at bikes that for, for sale and look at the, the very minimal amount of miles they have. I know. I mean, you're riding forty-three thousand miles. That's an impressive year. I mean, that's no, that's awesome. I have
1: fun. Like uh, that's all I can say when somebody says, "Man, that's a lot of miles." Like I, I I have fun. I I don't. That's my only response. I have fun riding my ride. So, but, and there's been some interesting rides. There's been some rides that I kind of regret attempting, and you know, but most of them have been fun.
0: That's Uh, all you know. It is finding you know, finding your limits or sometimes, you know, you you look at some of those, hey, maybe I can do that, you know, and you you push yourself to a challenge. And then, you know, you're not human if you can't, you know, not finishing one or two, three is, I don't know, I think that's human. I mean, everybody, we all got to fail at something. You can't do everything and and make everyone. It just shows, you know what, you're human and we do what we can, but you still ride your ride. You still have fun.
1: Yeah. Knowing limits is part of doing it, you know, um, if you like bailing out of a ride because of safety is paramount because if if you can't finish a ride safely then you shouldn't be doing the ride and i was attempting i've got the four seasons um iron butt certificate which is all of the solstices both solstices and both equinoxes i've done a saddle sore 1000 on all four of them um you can see right here my that's my most valued Iron Butt certificate right there. You can't really tell the detail, but that's my Santa Solar 1000. Um, Christmas Eve 2019, um, I did a thousand six miles without heated gear. Well, I had battery powered heated gloves that lasted maybe six hours through the ride. Temperatures ranging from maybe 29 to 42 throughout the whole thing. I suffered on that ride. I'd never been that cold on that ride. I got home and I could I could hardly move. I was just aching. Oh man. So that's the only Iron Butt certificate I have framed and I keep it here at work. I, I'm at I'm at my work right now. This is not my home office or anything like that. I, I'm at my work so I can do this
0: a little bit more comfortably than just having my phone. But, yeah, because tell coming. You, you must be retired. I'm thinking he thinks for all the time <laughs> you ride, right? but no, you're not retired. You know,
1: everybody asks me that question. Am I retired? And that is an absolute no. Um, believe it or not, this is no lie. I do an average of 56, 58-hour work weeks during the summertime. Right now I'm only in the mid-40s, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm a workaholic as much as a bikeaholic, so um, that's one of the things that happened when I got – sporty is for my entire adult life. That's my only outlet was work. And I finally had something that I could do outside of this place And I I say this place because I am at work, um, to, to have something that I could invest energy in other than, um, my job was a big game changer for me. My family, um, kind of regrets that a little bit. Uh, I know my wife might be watching this at home right now. I, um, I know that she feels left out most of the time because uh, she does not partake in any of my riding with me. Um, she uh, hates driving places, so there's no way she's going to get in on a motorcycle to go anywhere with me. So I've done all of my riding either by myself or with my son. Um, so he's 17 now. Um, so, when he was 12, he used to love riding everywhere. Uh, we've done some amazing trips together. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of them uh, was uh, again, spur of the moment is kind of my thing. Um, I asked him one day if he wanted to go camping in Glacier, Glacier National Park, about 800 miles from us here, I think. Um, so, this was a Friday. It's like, or this is a Thursday. It's like, we could leave tomorrow morning. We could get to Glacier. Um, this was last summer or the summer before? I can't even remember when it was. Um, it was the first year they required reservations, whenever that was. Um, if you get there after five o'clock, you don't have to have reservations. So I said, if we leave at such and such a time, we could get there right around the time that they start letting anybody in. So we did. We got there half an hour early and uh, we were able to do Going the Sun Road. This is all one day ride. Again, 800 miles from here. We get there half an hour before going to the Sun Road opens. We get up to the top. We hike. Um, there's a hidden lake up at the top. I don't know if you've ever been to. to um...
0: I haven't, no. Okay. I want to.
1: Up at Logan Pass, um, you, you park in the parking lot, and then there's a trail that goes to Hidden Lake. It's a mile and a half or something like that. Uphill. I mean, it, it's quite the hike, but it's a beautiful view of this hidden lake. So we did that. We get back down. Again, we didn't get there till 5 o'clock, and it's an hour ride up to Logan Pass, and then it's a two-hour hike. So by the time we get done, and we wanted to go the whole going to the Sun Road, so we went all the way down to St. Mary's on the other side of, of the park. Um, we didn't get there until eight thirty nine 9 o'clock. Uh, well, it was probably before that, because we made it to a restaurant in St. Mary's. Um, yeah, it is stunning. It's awesome. Hi, Robin. We've never met, but I've heard a lot about you. Um, so we had dinner. Uh, by the time we finished dinner, it was then 9, 930 at night. And our hotel was in white, or not hotel. It was a KOA campground because we were going to camp for the night. It was in Whitefish. And I looked at Google Maps, and the Google Maps says it was maybe an hour and a half to Whitefish. So okay, we can do that. So we get on the bike, and we start going, and we get to uh, Kiowa, I think is the name of it k-i-o-w-a and it tells me to turn right and i do and it's says i had to write some notes i was looking at this today highway 49 also known as looking glass road watch the video for looking glass road there's a couple of them on youtube i just did that for the first time today to see what it was that i did um the first red flag that came up again by now it's 10 o'clock, 10:30 at night, um, pitch black. Um, as you turn onto this looking glass road or highway 49, there's a big side primitive road, motorcycles advised not to travel. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh crap. And I had no idea where we were really. Again, this was a Google Map thing. We had no signal at that point. So it was either follow this or try to figure out where in the heck whitefish is from here. So it's like, Jacob, I don't know what we're gonna be doing here. But you need to keep an eye out for wildlife because, you know, we're in moose territory. We're in I don't know what all territory. We might be get eaten by wolves as far as I know. So I start this road and it is. Oh, man, it was I need to go back there during the daylight because the video that I saw today was amazing. The views are stunning of, of the Cascades, but it is curve after curve after curve going up on this ridge.
0: Well, that'd be the Rockies, actually, not the Cascades.
1: You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Yep. The Rockies, no guardrails. So it's like going to the sun and no fence, no, no, um, no stone fence. Yeah. At least going to the sun road. You've got that rock wall. Um, This had nothing there at all. And these are 15 mile an hour corners, 20 mile an hour corners. And it's only like 14 miles long, but it was 14 of the most terrifying miles that I've ever ridden. Granted, I had my, what, he was 15 maybe at the time. Um, I knew that if anything happened, I'd suffer my wife's wrath. And I even said to him, don't tell your mom about this. We have since she, she knows about it. So it was was a surprise, but, oh man, that, that was terrifying. Um, by the light of the moon, I could see it might've been an 800 foot drop, um, up on this ridge that we were, um, and again, no guardrail, no nothing. It was just, and potholes, you know, dodging potholes while going around all of these corners to get to Highway 2, um, yeah, by, I forget, Glacier Village or something like that. So we didn't get to that KOA until well past midnight. <laughs> so, and then the next day was great. We we uh, went down to Missoula and came home Lulla Pass. So we had a, a good weekend of it, but yeah. It, it was sheer terror there for a moment.
0: but That's all part of the adventure. And now you can look back and you got one, you know, that's one of heck story. of a
1: story. Yeah. Yeah. But if anybody's yeah. ever done that Highway 49 or do it in the daylight, don't try to do it at midnight or uh, 10 o'clock at night anyway.
0: There, Unless it's a good clear night and you're totally lit by the moon, maybe it'll help. Or if you have
1: custom <laughs> dynamics. I had no custom dynamics at that point.
0: But yeah, good point. Yeah,
1: but that was probably one of the dumber dumber ones that I've done. Um, oh, I started to talk about the uh, the um, the seasons ride that I have with the Iron Butt. Um, so you do. I found out when I did my my fall equinox ride. Um, I decided to do a Bunburner Gold, which is 1,500 miles in 24 hours on Fall Equinox, September 21st of a couple of years ago. And after I did that ride, I found out that to get the series award, although all the rides had to be the same length. And my other two rides at that point were 1,000 um, mile rides. So it's like, oh, great. So now I've got a 1,500 and I've got 2,000. So I, I kind of messed up the series. So then I, I finally finished the thousand-mile series. Now I've got one 1500 fifteen-hundred-mile um, to start the next series over for the for the for the bunburners. So um, last year, not not 22, but 2021, I attempted a bunburner gold on um, winter solstice. And to to do the 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 winter solstice ride, you have to be riding at some point on. December 21st so on December 20th about nine o'clock at night I left Um, I knew that none of the mountain passes here were gonna be passable Uh, they all had snow on them Yakima was expecting freezing rain during the night um, starting at about 1030 so I figured if I got to jump on it at 9 I'd be safe Um, my plan was to go over to Pendleton Oregon and then do um, um interstate 84 to hood river back to Pendleton and then back to Yakima again which would have put me late enough that the freezing rain would have been gone and it was supposed to warm up a little bit supposed to so I got to uh did everything great I got to to Pendleton started back to Yakima again on my first leg of the journey and the weather had changed unbeknownst to me and by the time I got into Kennewick it was snowing sleeting um the from Kennewick back to Yakima is what 80 miles trucks were passing me throwing slush and snow oh, Jesus. At me. I got into Yakima and the roads were frozen solid I decided at that point I'm aborting the ride I just now had to get home and every time I would stop the bike at a red light or something in town I would slip and slide on the way oh man I I was lucky to have made it home that that by far was the dumbest ride that I've ever done. <laughs> had I stayed in was supposed to be Norea. Absolutely. Um, had I just stayed in Oregon, interstate 84 was great. You know, I could have just kept going back and forth from hood river to Pendleton and hood river to Pendleton, you know, kept doing that. And then in the daylight hours, you know, cause again, it's a 24 hour ride. I could have made it back to Yakima and it would have all melted by then. So I got to, our hog chapter has a thing called, uh, our hog director calls them um, Rainiers and St. Helens. So if you're familiar with Washington state, we have a volcano here that erupted Mount St. Helens. Uh, We've got a beautiful volcano called Mount Rainier that is just majestic and beautiful. So the Rainiers are the great things and the nice stories and the St. Helens are the things that blow up in your face. So I got to talk about that ride as blowing up in my face. So (laughs) Our hog chapter kind of shakes their head at me sometimes. Just a crazy guy. I ride my ride. That's right. Luckily, I've survived so far, including... My second to the last Iron butt to go um, the Saturday after um, Thanksgiving, Michael Nielsen, Two Wheels to Survive, talked about it a little bit when he was on a, a couple of mileposts ago, um, where I was riding in what should have been a uh, safe environment. It was 44 degrees out, however... Um, Frozen roads tend to stay frozen in those temperatures in the shade, I found out. So down I went. The bike slides about 20 feet straight, and I slide about 20. Luckily, the semi behind me didn't run over me, but that was near uh, Klamath Falls, Oregon, about 400 miles into my 1,300-mile day that day. I got up, and I rode 900 more miles after it. I was able to pick the bike up. The insurance is paying i think it's up to forty eight hundred dollars on the damage on my bike to fix it right now but gotta say kudos to harley davidson insurance because i had the first check made out within a week after the crash before the the
0: local
1: local harley dealership hadn't even seen the bike yet Um, the check was here i took it to the dealership Um, the two harley mechanics here locally were uh, one had knee replaced and the other one uh, was on paternity leave so they didn't have a harley mechanic until the first week of january and that's when they finally did the, the insurance estimate the official estimate so um within a week after the official estimate which came in obviously higher than, than harley's estimate um they got the other check and right now the parts are all on order so none of the repairs have been done but the bike is fully rideable it's just it's all cosmetic so yep springer mike i weather in pacific northwest is uh definitely got its own agenda so it does but we do dumb things uh, by the grace of god we survive them hopefully but so far so good um new year's day i uh for those of you that are harley owner group people if if you belong to hog um, one of the 10 rides for, thir- or for 23 locations is 20 miles from where I live. It's the, the Teapot Dome in Zillow, Washington. So um, if you're coming out to take your picture at the Teapot Dome, hit me up. But uh, I wanted to be the first guy in the nation to get the picture there. So I woke up. Uh, I think I left my house a little after five in the morning that morning. Beautiful, sunny, well, clear morning. It wasn't sunny because it was still dark. It was uh, clear when I left the house, and then I get through a place called Union Gap, which is a gap in um, Rattlesnake Ridge here in Yakima, Washington, and I get into the Lower Yakima Valley or the Yakima Valley anyway, and it's freezing fog for the next 15 miles. So, uh, yeah, I get I'm turn on my flashers. I'm going 40 miles an hour on the interstate. You know, I get passed by five. Well, three, three um, Washington State Patrol, one sheriff and one city police officer while I'm doing this ride. They must've thought I was an idiot. <laughs> as far as everybody else is concerned, they knew I was an idiot. Law enforcement didn't care, they, they just let me be. But that whole ride, when I got back, I took a picture of my bike. You can see it on my Instagram uh, if you go back a few. Um, it was just covered with ice.
0: I remember hold. your soft lowers were like frozen. You could see Four. all the ice hanging off them. the I windshield.
1: The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did not lose grip once. I mean, I never lost traction until I, I turned into the parking lot of the teapot. They've got some cobblestone out in front of it, and that cobblestone was frozen. So as I made that little corner, I slipped a little bit, but it's like a two-feet, two-feet swatch of, of cobblestone. But anyway, yeah. Some of the dumb things. Then there are some good things. You know, I, I've done some safe rides, too. Um, yeah. I did a 7,700-mile uh, 7, trip last summer. Um,
0: that had to been a lot of fun. You go tell that. i got to throw some wood in the fire while you tell right. stories.
1: Well, I, I do this thing every year. Well, they've only done it two years, but it's called the Hogback Twister Challenge. If you've never heard of it, look it up, please. It is awesome. Um, There's a uh, whiskey distillery in Boulder, Colorado that puts this event on. It it covers nine canyons in the Rocky Mountains. It's near Rocky Mountain National Park as well, Um, but it's a a 350-mile, call it a course, but it's these nine canyons that you go go in and out of. Um, If you do the challenge in under nine hours, you get the t-shirt, you get the, the, the certificate and everything. So I've done it the last two years. Last year, I invited my brother, my brother that lives in North Carolina. Um, I wanted to see if he, he would meet me there. And he surprised me and said he would meet me there. So we started making plans. Okay, do we just meet in Boulder? Or I could meet you in Amarillo? Because he told me his plan. Uh, he was going to to stop at a couple of places. One of them was Amarillo, Texas. So So kind of in my head, I was like, well, I could meet him in Amarillo or what if I just go all the way to Winston Salem and just ride with him so that's what I planned on doing so I left here um did an iron butt to Casper Wyoming and I did that Denver because of your trip um going through the Grand Tetons so you talked so, so freaking much. amazing
0: yeah I was that the first time you've been through them
1: I had never been there before
0: oh okay awesome so,
1: so yeah I got to um, jackson hole just as the harley dealership was i think they were uh, closing in about a half an hour so i got there just before they were, i collect harley poker chips and you know the dealer um, photo check-ins and stuff like that so so i got to jackson hole and then that grand teton from there to casper was just glorious it was it was fantastic what struck me that you've never talked about at least i've never heard you talk about was the the flashing dot signs from I think it was Wyoming at that point. I think I was already in Wyoming. Um, don't stop to look at the bears. Keep going. Something like that. If you're in, do not get out of your vehicle around the bears or something like that. It's like, well, I'm not in a vehicle. I'm on a motorcycle. You know, what if a bear comes? So that was a little bit, you know, worrisome.
0: But. Well, and the other comical one of which, I mean, I'm sure you understand now is like, Hayden and I, we were coming down. I think we'd already went through Jackson Hole we're heading south through part of the Yellowstone Valley and also came upon you know, herd a Buffalo everywhere. I mean, people are out of their cars looking at them and I'd seen one, we we're coming into a corner and there's one behind a tree on the right. And I was on the left. Hayden was on the right. And I told him, Hey, you know, kind of come wide. I'll swing out. There's a Buffalo behind there. And Hayden's like, Hey, you want to stop and take a selfie of the Buffalo? And like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm not right. I'm, I'm not good so with much. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this i see like, I mean, so you got your your do epic shirt hat <clears throat> excuse me i end up wearing the shirt tonight so you know
1: yeah mile monsters yeah but um that was i think they called it teton pass i don't know if you did between casper and and jackson teton Pass—that that is steep yeah holy crap yeah so I, I spent an overnight I, I had a hotel in in casper on this trip to north carolina and then i left casper and I wanted to hit a couple of Harley spots for for the uh, Ride 365. Uh, One of them was the Bagnell Dam in Lake of the Ozarks. So um, that was my next real stop of any importance, but that was only for dinner. I was there about midnight the next night. Um, Still wasn't real tired, so I I kept going. I ended up a little bit past St. Louis before I stopped to sleep, and I slept for about two hours on a, a bench outside of a Harley dealership someplace in Illinois I, I don't even remember the name of the town
0: great hobo but, camping
1: yeah and then I went from there to um I wanted to go to Mammoth Caves because that's another 10 ride for 22 last year so I did Mammoth Caves um which is only about an hour and a half from Tale of the Dragon um on my previous trip in the car that I talked about um I drove the Tale of the Dragon and I wanted to do it on the bike now so I did tale of the dragon um uh, denver alluded to the fact that i i like to take pictures while i'm (laughs) writing i rode uh, more than half of the tale of the dragon one-handed now i don't say that to brag i'm just i I do this um i can't even ride my my sportster one-handed like i do the road king the road king just fits me to the point where one-handed corners. Um, I can drag floorboards one-handed, and I did on the tail of the dragon. But I was taking pictures of the guys in front of me, and behind me for that matter, because you can you can turn the phone around. But with my iPhone in my left hand and my hand up on the, the throttle and the, the front brake, um, I don't know, <clears throat> I'll, I'll shift. I, I read a couple of um, YouTube videos where you could shift without the clutch. Um, so I, I do that pretty frequently you know just clunk and then you know upshifting is a lot easier than a downshift if you're going from second to first but um, i'll do that so i don't have to use the clutch so um,
0: actually today i was going through some of the videos and pictures trying to make a file to do a little video from when we did monsters over mountains and i got a bunch of videos we're coming down yeah. off of uh the backside of Schnook down the switchbacks there's video i mean you're leaning off your bike yeah taking pictures I'm and actually have one yeah, of us going well, Actually, the thumbnail for the YouTube videos where I'm coming up next to you on I90 and I'm taking a video of you as you're just riding down just snapping pictures and not even watching your camera and just bling, cruising down the road. Yeah.
1: Half of them don't turn out because you know I'll take a picture of the road or the rocks or something like that. You gotta you gotta yeah. look at them later, but because I'm not paying attention. But I found out on the iPhone that the volume buttons are the the shutter. So once I learned that, that was amazing. So now you can just snap, 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 snap. So. But once we got up to the uh, the lodge there at the top of the tail of the dragon, because I did it from the back way. I did it from the Tennessee side up to the North Carolina side, which is um, going up the mountain, not down the mountain. Um, I found the guys that I was following and said, hey, I don't know if you guys want them, but I took a bunch of pictures of him' like, really? And um, one guy had an iPhone, so we did the, the airdrop and – yeah it's getting all these photos so and then went from there to my brother's house in lexington north carolina um when i got there i was 80 miles short of a saddle sore 3000 which is a thousand miles away for for for, uh three days Mm -hmm. so but he had been waiting up for me he had to work the next morning so i figured it wasn't fair to him to keep him awake for another hour and a half while i did that other 80 miles so so I don't have a saddle sore 3000 yet. I called it good at a 2000 and let him go to bed. So, and then we it took me three days to get there um, to North Carolina. And then when we left the the next the day after, um, I spent one day with him, and then we left. I think I got there on Sunday night. He had to work Monday and Tuesday. We left to go to Boulder. Um, it took us four days to get to Boulder. He doesn't quite ride like I do, and we did the Hogback Twister Challenge together. And from there, we rode up to um, to Sturgis to Deadwood. So, so I got to spend um, more time with my brother on that trip than we'd spent since he left for the Navy in what 1978.
0: So, <laughs> so that was well, kinda... and that's awesome, right there. I mean, <clears throat> doing something that you guys both enjoy. I mean, obviously, you know, he's got a harley dealership enjoys life enjoys the wheels you enjoy riding so you know two brothers spending time ride through the country man i don't think you can get better than that
1: yeah would you like to see the very first photograph that i ever took while riding a motorcycle
0: and oh, then absolutely.
1: I'll, I'll tell you why i i did so that's a friend of mine his name's cliff patch he's actually a paper sales rep i work in a print shop so that's my paper sales rep from west coast Um, solutions WCP solutions Um, I took that picture on highway 95 after he and I went to street vibrations Um, we're coming up highway 95 between like Winnemucca and Napa Idaho and I thought man that's a cool picture Um, I should make it into a logo so if you've ever seen my watch out logo oh watch out there we so go. If you, can, if you can see the comparison, my logo is my buddy Cliff.
0: Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Your very first picture. Sorry for you people listening
1: to this podcast later on a, a stream, but but yeah. And then I, I turned it into a, like share the road. So that's, whoop. there it is. There's my watch out shirt here which is a whole nother story. I thought it would be cool. That's how I got involved on Instagram, was thinking that I could make some money uh, selling decals and T-shirts. and That was a uh, magnificent failure. But, <laughs> and then I thought, you know, watch out for us, not just motorcycles, but uh, why not runners, bicyclists,
0: And the other thing I don't think, I mean, everybody watching is his stickers. I mean, I I have some, so I know they're reflective. They reflect light. So at night it is actually adding more visibility. You know, you can put them on your, on your bike or even like his t-shirt. I have one of his t-shirts and they are reflective. So they do reflect light back, helping keep yourself more visible at night.
1: That was, that was my whole deal is, you know, my, I had a website at one time because I thought it, I thought it was going to be a cool idea and I thought I could, sell some things and i did some facebook and some instagram marketing on it and sold one shirt these shirts because of the reflective ink cost me like 22 bucks a piece so i had to sell them for 30 and i didn't sell any so so i've got you know a couple thousand my brother my brother um threw me a bone and bought 500 bucks worth of shirts from me so he could sell them at his dealership and um they didn't sell well for him either because he had to sell them for 40 to make him make any money and yeah (laughs) So yeah, it was a uh, a learning experience, and I I have I I keep giving them away now um, just to eliminate a few of the boxes downstairs in my basement. But anyway, but I thought it was a cool idea. You know, I I kept thinking, you know, you as a trucker, watch out for trucks. I could that logo. Oh yeah. The thing you wanted? Watch out for dog walkers. You know, you, I could could have done anything I wanted, but oh absolutely it didn't work out
0: now the the newest little motorcycle thing that you've got going on is you've done gotten inspired and signed up for the uh, 2024 hoka Hay. you put in your application i, I did
1: yeah um the story behind that is um i've always heard about the hoka Hay. you know i i follow like riot and hopper and and ken andrews and Twister and um, all of those people that are just amazing writers. And they've always talked about the hook. In my head, it's like, wow, that's insane. You know, good for you. Um, But I was at a Harley owner group, um, regional officer connection in Portland, Oregon, the beginning of January was um, sitting at lunch at the table. There was a, a guy a little bit older than me sitting across from me. We were talking about long-distance riding and, and iron butts. He's like, "So, how many iron butts do you have?" At that time, I had twenty-one. Um, last Friday, I did number twenty-two, so I'm up to twenty-two certified rides. But um, the guy's name was Greg Laird, I think it was, um, from Portland, and he said uh, he stopped counting when he when he got to about forty. He still does them, but he doesn't certify them anymore. And uh, I did the Hoka Hay too, and it's like, wait, wait a minute, you you did the Hoka Hay? And he said, "Yeah, um, I was in the first two Hokaays. So the Hokaay started in two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Um, so, so Greg actually did the first two runnings. That he did ten and eleven. So it was,
0: what? Ten and twelve?
1: No, because back then that was every year. Oh,
0: was it? Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, He did ten and eleven, and that just opened up. I I've never met anybody in person that did it. Again, I I have." Um, friends, likes on Facebook and Instagram, social media. Um, but I'd never actually spoken to anybody in person that was a member of that community. So I was like a little kid at his feet at that point. It's like, how did you do it? You know, what was it? You know, how could you afford it? First of all, because I know it's, it's pretty expensive. And he, he was like, well, I just talked to my, my boss and they paid my entry fee and that got my my head spinning because i'm not a proud man <laughs> i have no no problems i do a lot of fundraiser fund um charity writing um
0: well and then I, not to, on a side note i gotta say just where you're at right now your your boss and the place you work for abbott's printing was so amazing with the support when the did monsters <laughs> over mountains our flyers the banners the stickers i mean helping design the logo what they did was absolutely amazing and i mean i I still can't think of enough for their support and everything they did plus you know their donation to it i think you know you work for an amazing company and yeah i just you know again wanted to to give them some props because what they did was absolutely awesome for for monsters over mountains and the support was amazing
1: i agree wholeheartedly yeah they are good people and um cut to the hoka Hay challenge um after talking with greg um the idea started stirring in my head that i could talk to steve and kathy steve and kathy noble own Abbotts, um about maybe sponsoring me for the hoka Hay event so i i got back to work the next week and i asked if they would go to lunch with me and they agreed so we went to lunch and i explained the hoka Hay what it was all about and steve's like well how are we involved? And Kathy's like, uh, I think we're paying for something. (laughs) And I was like, well, there is this. I said to even apply, it's a $750 entry fee and it's due the applications open February 1st. And they're like, okay, we're in like, really? So that afternoon, um, as soon as we got back from lunch, I don't think 20 minutes passed and they handed me a check with $750 cash in it. So, so yeah, they are my corporate sponsor um, in big time. They know that I'm going to need you know three to four weeks off, August of 24, July August of 24, if I get accepted. Granted, you know, I've, just my application is in, but as soon as applications were available online, I was sitting at my at my computer the second it came online to the email that I got that everything had been received was 13 minutes so (laughs) i don't know if i was one of the first but it didn't take long so it took 13 minutes from the the release of the application online to to my confirmation that i'd been in my application and payment was received so so i'm a little anxious for that um i when i bought my road king my brand new my my brand new and i should say um my 21 road king last thursday just had its 75,000 mile um service on it and Eastside harley davidson in bellevue washington needs a, a shout out if i may when i that bought follows. that bike there um, i had looked at it the same bike at two other dealerships my home dealership here i'm a member of um, yakima hog wenatchee hog those two um hog chapters are sponsored by um it's now called apple state Harley here in Yakima yesterday I just joined rattlesnake mountain hog which is um 80 miles away in Kennewick Washington so I'm actually a member of three different hog chapters but um I I had the same bike quoted by those other two dealerships and when I went to look at the the road king I they didn't even have the road king but I went to east side when I was looking at the road king at the other two dealerships And notice that they had a a March 2021 special that if you bought any new bike, you could either get free maintenance for three years or an engine upgrade. I was like, what do you mean free maintenance? They're like, well, we call it a Platinum Priority Service. And it is literally every scheduled maintenance in the manual for unlimited miles for three years. I'm like, what's the catch? What do you mean the catch? There is no catch. So I I called my brother because my brother was also trying to sell me a bike at the same time. Um, I said, have you ever heard of that? He said, well, we sell a plan, but it's not unlimited mileage. It's like five. I I don't remember what his is. Um, Rattlesnake has, you can buy six or 12 services, but nobody had anything that was similar to the unlimited services. And at that time, I think in 21, I had ridden 30, 32,000 miles that year or something. And that's a lot of service. Um, so my brother said, if they're going to drop their pants for you like that, take them. So I ended up buying my road King there. They gave me the three years service, a five-year ESP with tire and wheel and saved me $500 over the other two dealerships.
0: That's impressive.
1: When I went there Thursday, um, that was the 15th time I've been there for service in two years. My bike is two years old next month. Um, I had to pay for one oil change when I went to North Carolina. Um, my brother charged me for an oil change.
0: <laughs> take him <laughs> and, off the Christmas list. Cheap. Yeah,
1: really. So yeah, that was the fifteenth service that I I did there, and that includes again every scheduled maintenance. So it included the fork service at fifty thousand. It includes changing spark plugs every forty. And my bike, you have to take off the the fuel tank to get to the spark plug. So. Um, when they do the, the 40 Ks, it's a $900 service. My service last Thursday included both master cylinder flushes. So, you know, it's been, it's been amazing. And to do that service, I, I live 150 miles away from that dealership and I have to do it at that dealership, which is no big deal. It's just an extra two hour ride for me. So, well, four hours round trip, but I, um, I was looking at Snoqualmie Pass report uh, on the Washington State Department of Transportation uh, app that I have, and it looked clear. The road, they have cameras up there so you can see. It was a beautiful day on the pass. So it was noon on Thursday, and I I called the service manager, he's like, "Uh, looks like I could make it over today. Can you squeeze me in? He said, yep, come on over. So three hours later, I was in their service bay getting my bike serviced. Yeah. So Eastside Harley Davidson, Bellevue, Washington, Platinum Priority Service. If you ride, do it, man. It's awesome. So that's what allows me to put on the miles that I do. So 40,000 plus last last year. I couldn't do it if I had to pay for all my service. And again, I'm not going to do my own. (laughs) I don't want to strip my oil plug again. (laughs) No,
0: that's the only dealership in Washington that I haven't been to. I've never been to Eastside yet. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to all the other ones, just not them yet. I drove by it a bunch of times for work, going right. up 405, but I've never stopped there yet.
1: They're great. They have I've heard great me, things about them. They have treated me. I don't spend much. I, I do buy tires. Um, my bike, the clutch went out at 30,000 miles for whatever reason, so I had to pay for that. Um, I've done some um, warranty work there, so I have spent some money there, but... I don't spend a dime like my service the other day would have been eight, $900 and it cost me nothing. So.
0: That has got to be nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately that expires a year from now, but I don't know what I'm going to do just before the Hoka. Hey, my, my free service expires. Oh, the reason I started talking about them. Um, I told them that I had applied for the Hoka. Hey, and the service manager talked to the other managers in the store and they've committed to donating a, a rear tire for me uh, for the
0: So Hey, that's awesome!
1: Yeah. So they're another one of my sponsors. So, and I'll be talking Sweet. to I'll be talking to my local dealership, and you know. Uh,
0: no. That's that'd be
1: awesome. that, that ride's possible is with some help. I talked to. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I will because it, it might help somebody else. If you're interested in doing the Hoka, and I don't even know if it's gonna happen. It, it's a nice dream, but I, my local fuel supplier is Circle K. I love Circle K. Um, they have a uh, ethanol free that I I use that I get better gas mileage than anything else. So um, right after I decided that I was going to apply for the Circle K, I, I ended up getting help by the manager there at, at the local place that I always frequent. And I asked her, um, does Circle K ever do any charitable donations of fuel for, and I explained the hokey, and it's a charity ride. And she said, you know, that sounds like a fantastic idea. If you get in, give me a letter and I'll take it to corporate for you. I said, well, cool. But you know, a lot of this ride is going to be in Canada. Do you have any stations in Canada? She said, man, we're a Canadian company. (laughs) So wouldn't that be cool? Oh, Absolutely. little help from circle k buddies so
0: i mean when you know you know 10 to fifteen thousand mile adventure in a 10 to 14 day window yeah you're gonna be burning some fuel and man if they could help you out that'd be man that'd be awesome yeah granted i couldn't go to every
1: fuel stop at a circle k but
0: yeah you know, i mean
1: from here, here to get 50 percent of here. them yeah
0: yeah
1: so might just be a pipe dream but gotta have a dream man
0: hey every bit helps and you know what's the worst thing that somebody can say is no. It's you know I kind of, in a way, you know, like doing this. I mean, I've sent you know messages to people, requests, and what's the worst somebody can say is no, I'm not interested. Hey, cool, you know, thank you for your time, but you never know until you try.
1: Yeah, you don't ask, you get nothing. So, and I like I yep. said, I'm I'm not a proud man. I'll ask. Um, you know, from Monsters Over Mountains, that um, I brought in a fair chunk of change for that. For, for oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So, yeah. I mean, we I've did got, a very... I've got some
1: nice corporate sponsors. Um, yeah, my paper is a good chunk
0: of change for that.
1: Yeah, Cliff and his company is already—they've committed. to, I think it's like three hundred and fifty dollars of my travel expenses. So, my hog chapters have said they'll have fundraisers. The local dealership will have fundraiser for me. So, so yeah. So it's all good. No, I even so have cool an idea cool. that I, I talked to you, Denver, about is uh, raffling off—not raffling, but I'll. I have no tattoos. I have no ink on my body at all. And being a mile monster, monster number fifty one, by the way. Um, doing the mile monster logo somewhere on my body if I raise enough money for it, you know.
0: I'm willing to Heck do whatever. Yeah.
1: Like like Riot, you know, cutting his hair. If he raises enough money, he'll do whatever. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, see I'm a mile monster forty nine. Oh man, you got indie phone. It's an awesome organization.
1: It is. And that that has kind of changed my focus a little bit. I used to do, back in nineteen nineteen my second Iron Butt Ride, I organized a charity ride with the local hog chapter. Nine of us did an event called um, Ride for Your Cause. That was my big thing. I, I, I organized it. I, I named it. Um, I use that. That's actually how this logo came out. It was ride for your with the motorcycle in the Yore. So with Cliff in the your. Um, I. Nine of us rode to um, Copper Canyon, Harley Davidson in Butte, I think it's Butte, Montana and back. Two of us, my buddy Malcolm, uh, Malcolm from the local hog chapter, and I ride all over the place. We've done to Vegas, we've done we've done um, the Pacific Coast Highway during COVID. We did that trip together with my son Jacob went on that one with us. But um, Malcolm and I decided to turn it into a un- <laughs> yeah Michael sorry. So yeah, well, we're in between Michael's number fifty three, um, but. Malcolm and I ended up turning it into a bun burner standard. So we we went from Butte down to um, oh, almost Salt Lake. And then we ended up just east of Boise for the night. That was like our 1,000 mile mark. So we, we got the saddle sore. We did a, a, a nested ride. So we got the saddle sore and then the, the bun burn, like we did on, on Monsters Over Mountains. Mm-hmm. But the nine of us raised over $5,000, I think it was. And Ride for Your Cause was, um, we had five different charities that the local hog chapter dealt with frequently. And um, each rider that did it could designate where their funds went. It was kind of like a ride-a-thon type thing. Um, people donated per mile, per hour, per whatever. Your Hoka Hay number. Hey, Michael. Michael helped me out to, um, when when I decided to apply for the, for the Hoka he's still helping me now to help figure out some of the, the dynamics of doing that. But, um, I messaged Michael on, uh, Facebook messenger and he ended up having a conversation with me at at pretty good length. So thank you for that, Michael. Anyway, wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh. The, uh, oh yeah, the ride for your cause. So every every rider could choose where their funds went. So we had five different charities and the, the $5,000 was split between those five charities. And then I kept doing that event for every year after that. And last year, um, when I heard about it, you and Michael Nielsen were planning the, the, what was it called? The Monsters Take the Cascades ride.
0: Yeah, I think that was the original name we came up with. And then I was
1: like, wow, I could turn my my ride for your cause and just change it over to Monsters Over Mountains. So I ended up contacting you and tagged on to that ride and
0: kind of actually the the Monsters Over Mountains name I really liked. So that was a great you know, great point too.
1: Yeah. That was yeah. I yeah, I
0: like that too. That was a lot of fun.
1: Can I say that was my idea? too late. Sure. I did. <laughs> yeah. W- once I got on board with, with the ride, I kind of, um, steered myself into helping plan, um, a lot of the marketing around that.
0: Um, and it was greatly appreciated. I mean, the help and everything that, you know, between you and of course with Abbot's printing behind you, I mean, it was, we did a great thing. And a lot of it was, I mean, you definitely, Did a lot to help out and it was greatly appreciated. I had fun doing it. I had a lot of fun doing the ride. It was quite the adventure. Yeah. Do you know what our final total was that we raised? I believe it was around 7,000. Nice. Okay. Good. Yeah.
1: And that was awesome. You know,
0: um, for me to camping like hobos at two in the morning in Arlington, Oregon and some stupid gas station was closed.
1: Who ever heard of a gas station not having 24-hour pumps? pumps That's why I stopped 10 miles before at the truck stop and got fuel. fuel. I mean, it it was stupid.
0: So, yeah. Why don't like me? I'd I'd hit that 1,000. I I looked down. I'm at 1,014. I'll see truck stop. Well, I'm going to get fuel because I know I'm low on fuel. So, yeah, me, milk, we'd stop. Everybody else kept going. I'm like, I need fuel, and it's right here. I'm going to stop.
1: And the story is um, we stopped at this fuel station in Arlington. We couldn't get any gas there because their pumps were turned off. They didn't open until 7 in the morning, and we needed to leave earlier than that because we were on a time crunch to make the 36-hour time frame that we had. So the next gas station was in Rufus, Oregon, what, 25 miles away or so? Yeah. And a couple of us were on fumes. I had a one-gallon gas can, so I gave half of it to Colin? No, no brad 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 because brad brad and colin were like just right on or brad was right and right right on colin's tail oh yeah he was drafting milk he was
0: like colin. two feet off the back of milkweed using him as a windbreak
1: yeah and then i i kept the other one in reserve in case somebody else needed it and then two miles before rufus i ran out of gas and i ended up needing
0: my own gas so i got and, video of that too yeah you were the one behind me right you <laughs> yeah i was <laughs> falling just to make sure
1: yeah so luckily that half a gallon got me the two miles i needed so yeah that was that was embarrassing i'm the one guy that ran out of fuel
0: well brad actually ran out pulling into the pumps
1: yeah but that's different than running out yeah. two before the pump this yeah. is true <laughs> and i thought maybe i could coast because it was a little downhill and i coasted as far as i could and she ain't going any further, but luckily I had that extra. I, I kept I kept some gas for myself, so that would have been bad
0: otherwise. But yeah, that was little reserve way. cans or pay off when you need them.
1: And then, once we got back to your place, well, there's a lot happened between um, going up I five. I think I kind of impressed milkweed weaving in and out of traffic on I five. That was that was fun.
0: Oh, I think there were some times. I mean, I I don't remember. Might have been Chinook or Stevens. <laughs> Getting See, with it and then, uh, well, actually, it was 101 by coming up the coast by Amanda Park. Some Cardi said they're gonna pass us, Some Milkweed's like, uh uh-uh. uh. That two lane coming up from God, what it might have been the hoe I can't remember which river it was mm-hmm. that we crossed,
1: but I was the oldest guy by what you yeah. were the second. Because I was fifty-seven last year, or I had just turned fifty-eight, maybe.
0: Yeah, because your birthday was just like within days of it.
1: Yeah. Or, the the day after. It was the day after I got back. It was okay. Monday. We we finished the ride on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So I was the oldest guy by ten years, maybe.
0: Yeah, cause I'm forty-four. Oh, by longer. For, than that. for another six weeks.
1: Yeah, that's why uh, milkweed called me old man Frank. So. I kind of i wore that badge proudly there but i i kept up with the young <laughs> oh
0: most definitely I was <laughs> on my
1: first um hogback twister challenge i i hooked up with some 40 something and 30 something year olds that were just cruising and i surprised the heck out of them too by keeping up with them on these twisties going through the the colorado rockies one hand at taking pictures and when we get to lunch I'm, I'm like hey do you guys want some pictures i'll i'll FaceTime or not FaceTime, but um, um, Apple Share, whatever that is. Yeah, AirDrop. AirDrop, thank you. I'll send you the pictures. And they're like, "What do you have a, a GoPro?" It's like, "No, I took them with my iPhone." And the guy that I was following, the guy that directly in front of me, said, "Yeah, I'm I'm white knuckling on these corners, and this guy's one handed behind me." Thinking, well, that's what I do. <laughs> in the Hog chapters, Wenatchee and Yakima, I'm I'm activities officer in the Yakima chapter, and I'm also I was the photographer. Um, I'm the backup photographer now, and I'm also the photographer in the Wenatchee chapter. So, when I go on rides with the, the Hawk chapters, I'm, I'm the guy, you know, taking pictures. And like like Denver said, I'm
0: leaning off and
1: I'm, you know, reaching out as far as I can to take pictures around
0: the corners. So. Now, do you actually have a lanyard on your phone by chance to just try to rest? No.
1: No. Wow. That's
0: impressive. I've never
1: dropped the phone. I've I've had a phone fall off the bike before, but I, I had it propped up in the windshield, and it just bounced off. I was doing 78 miles an hour near Sunnyside, Washington, and the phone bounced off the bike. Um, I was able to go back and recover the phone. Um, the phone works to this day. Um, I've replaced it. I've got a new phone. This is like an iPhone 9 or 8. Um, I use it as my iPod now, so <laughs> <laughs> it's cracked it, you know the screen's broken but i use a griffin survivor case on it and that griffin survivor saved the phone i actually wrote an email to the company to tell them you know i know you don't test it under these conditions but it survived so it, it was awesome
0: i did <laughs> that's
1: they didn't awesome. send me a new one or anything but
0: you know. yeah of course not it was a it was a good testimony hey that's what matters the product worked and you, you test it and put it through the paces they tested dropping
1: it like 30 feet or
0: something like that you
1: know but
0: but yeah i've
1: i've tested it by dropping it off a motorcycle at 78 miles an hour on the highway <laughs> they could put that in their advertising
0: i was following a friend once on his ultra classic and this is back in the old flip phone days but his charger cord was so tight to plug in i could see him his hand going out down the highway it's like what the hell is he doing and about the third time he stopped, I got him next to him and was like, what the hell is that? He's like, my phone fell off, was bouncing off the highway. He goes, I'm trying to grab it. Still connected <laughs> to the charger cord.
1: Oh, that's a good cord then. The cord
0: never came out. But yeah, uh, his phone was pretty cheese grated. But huh. it's like, yeah, damn. I think
1: mine, mine would have come out of the charger at that point.
0: But anyway. Yeah. So. so. Well, shoot, Frank, that's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed yeah. this. Yeah, it was... Uh, I don't know what I was worried about. Exactly. Once you start talking I me, mean, it's just having fun sharing stories. Yeah, you can't get me to shut up about motorcycles, but and that's yeah. exactly perfect.
1: Yeah. I read, you know, it it's pretty much changed my life. Again, going back to my my family. My wife is pretty much a, a motorcycle widow. Um, I know she feels that way. Um I try to Um, temper my motorcycle riding so if if I ride weekend after weekend then I try to do a a car trip with her Um, my involvement with Mile Monsters has been pretty intense and I know um, she I want her to get a a sense for what Mile Monsters means to me so August 11th um, Mile Monsters is having a huge party in Sturgis or in Rapid City anyway that's the culmination of the Monster One Hundred. So, um, for those of you that haven't heard about the Monster 100, two years ago Chris Hopper did a hundred thousand miles in a hundred days, raised a hundred thousand dollars for. Um, actually,
0: I think actually came out now was almost a hundred and seventy. Okay,
1: yeah, That's what so I'd
0: heard. I think that was from. His Canada, goal was a was- hundred grand. Yeah, but he rode by
1: himself a hundred thousand miles in a hundred days. So. Um, Renee, um, Craig's wife from Wild Ass mm-hmm. came up with the idea, uh, presented it to Riot from Mile Monsters. Why don't you do a hundred different people, a hundred or a thousand miles a day, which was a fantastic idea. So when, when Riot from Mile Monsters put that out, um, that filled up in, what was it, like 48, 48, 48 hours? Yeah, ago?
0: 48 or 50 hours. It was full. Yeah.
1: So a hundred people or fewer than that, because I signed up for two days. But um, 100 people or less filled up those 100-day slots. So they thought, wow, let's do another 100. So now it's 200 200 people doing 1,000-mile rides for 100 days straight. The final day is August 11th, finishing with Chris Hopper, ending in in Rapid City. They're doing a huge party. Um, We primarily deal with four um, of the Fab Four um, Gavin, Drew, Alfie, and Turbo are the four boys with muscular dystrophy. Um, Alfie lives in Northern Ireland, so he won't be there. But the other three families, the boys and their families, will be um, Mm -hmm. in Sturgis at this party. So again, my wife won't ride. She won't have anything to do with the motorcycle. So for me to get her to do anything, it's a car trip. So I told her, if she'll come with me, we'll drive we'll go to Sturgis. I would like her to see what it is we do. So we are driving. Um, I found a hotel awesome. in Rapid City for 79 bucks a night. I did that oh, in November. Shit. As soon as I heard about the party, I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make the reservation. Then I'll see Perfect. if my wife would go. If not, then it's a motorcycle trip. But my wife agreed that, you know, she'd rather be part of something than nothing. So, so my no, wife, that's awesome. my son Jacob and I will be driving to Sturgis and, or to Rapid City anyway, for that party so she can meet the people so i can meet the people i've never met riot personally i've never met anybody personally i don't think you have either you've, you've yeah i it. have
0: because i was over there oh that's the right you ago. went to okay that.
1: okay hey start yeah. that's right
0: yeah so i got to meet you know hopper and twister riot craig i mean yeah uh there's I've so met, many okay. people i got to meet and i i believe i met michael but i mean there's some i forgot some of the people there were so many people there and it's like overwhelming and looking at people's stuff and you start looking at some of these bikes how they got set up and it's like you know the old kid in a candy store it's like man this is just awesome and seeing how people set their stuff up for because it's such a an amazing ride yeah. and seeing how i mean everybody's different they have them set up for different aspects of what fits them and seeing everybody set up and man it was a lot of fun and of course i ended up being stuck there all day because my bike was broken but yeah, it that. was awesome
1: yeah, I met Craig last year at Sturgis because um, I mentioned that I had to get my oil changed in North Carolina at my brother's dealership. And his um, service tech didn't realize my wild ass was sitting on the passenger on the back seat of my bike because I don't keep it strapped on. I'm worried about somebody cutting the straps and stealing the thing. So mm. I just I put it there and then I put it in my sal- saddlebag. In this particular case, I laid it on the back seat and the guy didn't realize it was there and he went out for the test ride after the, the oil change and it blew off and he, he never did find it. So my brother ended up um, buying me another wild ass. I, I had called you for Craig's number to make sure that Craig yeah. was gonna be there early because we were gonna be there the week before. And so I actually got to meet Craig and Renee and I forget the, the other lady that, that works. Callie. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, so Craig's the one um, hoka hey guy that I have met uh, be- before I met
0: uh, Greg at this they're uh, super cool i I mean i probably talk to craig once a week he's an awesome guy i mean great friend and a lot of fun looking forward to hanging out with him when i that
1: that whole community just impresses the heck out of me i'm gonna i have plans to go to the rendezvous in new mexico in april or i think it's june april is the taco run if i can swing that one i'd like to go to the taco run in oklahoma but if you want to go for a couple little rides with me uh let's (laughs) let's <laughs> yeah medicine park oklahoma for a taco run we'll go have a taco turn around and come home <laughs> that's Thousand like miles
0: for a taco that's
1: like 1300 or, or no 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 that one's 1700 miles from here the Jesus. one in new mexico is only 13 so that's just a day ride dude
0: yeah yeah that's what craig <laughs> said for his memorial it's just a day ride yeah oh, yeah we can do that
1: that's another one yeah i'd like to do craig's memorial ride just just for the heck of it but. There's a lot of bucket list things. I'd like to do a forty-eight ten, which okay. He might might take that desire out of me. But
0: that would be a cool adventure. The forty-eight and ten would be really cool. Yeah. I do the, Hey, Mike says so if we come to come to the talker one, he has a cabin with an extra bed.
1: Cool. I might take you up on that, Michael.
0: Yeah, Michael does. Yeah, we did meet up when we were there.
1: If. If the weather can cooperate, I mean, April is kind of iffy, especially going through Utah and going through um, a couple of the mountains. April passes.
0: was iffy up here. We were getting snow in April yep. this last year. It's like, you've got to be kidding There's me.
1: Three or four mountain passes before I get to Utah. So, yeah. So that's kind of, it, it's tentative at this point.
0: But but okay. it's all fun. It would be fun. Yeah that it would be so well, shoot, frank thanks for uh you know finally coming on we've been god i don't know working on this for probably over a year trying to figure out schedules and correlate and and do this man i'm really glad that we finally got to sit down and do a mile post yeah
1: it's been enjoyable
0: because you've surely passed plenty of mile posts and what's funny i mean i can know a couple times where we've literally passed on the highway
1: that's right i forgot about um i went for a ride with my hog Chapter director and his son to um, the Olympic National Park to Hurricane Ridge, which is what
0: three miles from your place.
1: Yeah, Hurricane Ridge is. Yeah, I mean it's twenty miles to get up the the Olympics. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, you have to go right by my house.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I remember you saying that you thought you passed me as we were leaving. So
0: yeah, and I remember there was one other time you were doing an early ride, and I think I passed you by Hood Canal at like five in the morning. Sounds like me.
1: Yeah, I do a lot of early morning rides, so I, I go to work at. Sorry, I'm I'm prolonging this a little bit, but no, you're fine. People wonder how I get so many um, miles, and I work full time. I start work at six in the morning, but I'll leave the house at three thirty and ride a hundred miles before work. So um, that's kind of what I do during the summer. So
0: what well, it's like for some of mine, like when I did my my first, you know, well not I iron, but my ride one k in a day, I would. I left at 3.30 in the morning because I would rather ride areas that I'm very familiar with in the dark and give myself more daylight for riding areas that I'm not familiar with that I haven't ridden. So for me, if I'm doing some of these long rides, like I would rather leave early and give myself more daylight in the areas that I'm not familiar with. That's just, you know, my philosophy and how I like to do it. I like to leave early.
1: I'll do the, we call it the three pass ride, um, which is White Pass, Cayuse Pass, Chinook Pass.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a hundred
1: and fifty mile loop um, over some of the most beautiful areas of the Pacific Northwest.
0: Oh, especially um, do it backwards: go White's Pass to the Cayuse, then go up the backside of Chinook, up them switchbacks. It's just beautiful. I do it both ways, but I'll do that yeah.
1: after work. You know, leave work at four thirty, five o'clock, six o'clock. Sometimes in the summer, especially if it's 102, 103 degrees here, it's eighty up there. You know, just to cool off. So you know, yeah, it's a, it's nice a cool blast. off ride two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour ride. so, But that's how I get so many miles. It's not all iron butt stuff. It's just a lot of short stuff, but a lot of short stuff.
0: (laughs) So anyway. A lot of just having fun
1: riding. Yeah, just prioritizing. And I'll do that so that I can get home early enough, you know, to be home for dinner. Yeah. So that way. The important stuff. It's not. My wife um, doesn't quite
0: notice it at that point. So. (laughs)
1: anyway but yeah this has been fun thanks for having it has
0: been oh absolutely man i'm I'm glad honestly i'm really glad we finally did to you know get this set up because it's been a long time coming and you know you're a guy that does plenty of riding i know you have you know plenty of stories and you know the bit of riding i've got to do with you it's just it's a lot of fun enjoy your company and camaraderie and and your support for all that we do
1: yeah i'll keep it up if you want to see some of these pictures that i'm talking about like um, tale of the dragon one-handed, you know, those photos. Um, my Instagram is watch out for us. Um, Facebook is also watch out for us. Um, I, I do, I have a personal account as well, Frank Orlando, but, um, most of my writing stuff is at watch, watch out for us. So.
0: And you do have some great pictures. That is for sure. And
1: also the Yakima hog, um, and Columbia river hog. Most of the pictures up there, um, uh, I usually take if it's ride pictures, so you can see the actual hog rides. So
0: Perfect. Anyway. Well, right on, man. Well, thank you for uh, your time on this lovely Sunday evening, and hopefully as weather gets better, we can hook up and do some riding. Yep. Look forward to it. Yeah. Got some stuff to plan out for us and get ready for a fun, epic summer. Well, thanks, guys. So, everybody, hey, thank you for tuning in to uh, Milepost 92 with Mr. Frank Orlando. If you guys have fun, stay safe, and enjoy that open road. We will catch you guys next week for Milepost 93 with Dewey Rides. So, until then, stay safe, guys. Have fun.